bring them up in the training and the admonition of God. And so I want to look at a couple of thoughts with you this morning. And first of all is the a powerful uh, reality of the powerful truth that we know God is Father. God of heaven this morning, according to the word of God, has children who learn to know him as Father. When Jesus is teaching us how to pray. He said it's all predicated on a relationship. This is not some uh, uh, just some dogma or some theology or some simple idea or devotion, uh, but all prayer is, is predicated upon relationship uh, as a child to a father. Our Father who art in heaven, that's the beginning point of all prayer and all communion with God is, uh, is the recognition that He is our Father and we are His child. And so, if, uh, as we're going to look at this morning, God wants all fathers that are here this morning to begin to kind of reflect His nature and and uh, His orientation towards His children. The Bible tells us that we are born into the family of God because of our faith in Jesus. John chapter 1, to as many as received Him, to them He gave power to become the children of God. Romans chapter 8 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, and the Spirit Himself bears witness with us that we are the children of God. Now the Bible is very clear when it's talking about the fatherhood of God uh, that not everyone is a son or has sonship uh, 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 as a child of God. It requires faith in Jesus Christ. You can't simply be religious and have God as your father. In John chapter 8, Jesus is being challenged. He's being confronted by some Pharisees who are questioning him, who don't believe in him or not following him. And they begin to say all these things against him. And Jesus told them very plainly that your father is the devil. It is not the God of heaven. It is the devil. And they were religious people. And so this issue of fatherhood is basic and it is fundamental. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask? And so as we're here this morning talking about fatherhood, it begins with the understanding of our of God as Father. He is our, if I might use the term, uh, and I know this doesn't even begin to, 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 to uh, exhaust it, He is our role model. In other words, every father is wise to consider our Father in heaven. I have a, a strong belief that if, if we're going to be the fathers that God wants us to be, that we have to recognize, uh, and not just our fathers in this life, which can be helpful, uh, but even deeper than that, uh, our Father in heaven. You know, we live in a generation that is jettisoning, jettisoning the Word of God. That means to throw it out or to consider it unimportant or not useful. That's what's happening in our generation. So many people find Scripture today to be controversial or or, uh, uh, highly suspect. And we are doing this to our own destruction. There are new versions of the Bible out. And so as not to offend uh, uh, some people's uh, uh, variation of life, there are actually gender-neutral versions of the Bible now. It's not God the Father. 
And I want to tell you this this uh, morning, that's very unhelpful. It's not useful at all. And the great challenge is to reflect our Father's nature in our own life and to be the fathers that He wants us to be. See, we need to learn to be fathers that reflect His nature. The great challenge of every Christian father is to reflect our Heavenly Father's nature. It is the highest ambition. God, I want to be uh, the kind of father that can reflect your nature so my kids can see you through my life. Even before they read the Word of God or understand uh, the theology of God, they can begin to get a picture of you through my life and my, and, 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 uh, my conduct. And it is the highest possible ambition. That's why, uh, you know, I, I, I like people to have kids. Well, you just like, you know, there's, you can, you know, the church grows, praise God. But, uh, but more than that, I know what children are going to do to those, those, those young people that are having them. And the more children they get, the, uh, the more they're going to have to lean on God because it's, it's going to become a little bit more difficult. To be a father is, uh, is to take you to your knees. To be a father is to recognize that what I'm doing here uh, has real results, and uh, and uh, these uh, these young children in particular are depending upon me, just like I am upon my father in heaven. And so this becomes a very real uh, 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 ambition to reflect God's nature. It's the highest possible goal of any father to reflect God's nature for your children. Now, one important role of fathers, and there are many, is that God uses fathers in particular to motivate and encourage your child. God has given you that role. That's why, as we're looking at our scripture in Colossians, he's actually using the negative to to make the case how important the positive is. As he says in verse 21, fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And again, in Ephesians chapter 6, in a similar uh, uh, exhortation, uh, he says, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of God. And so these are given in the negative as warnings uh, because uh, this is such an important role that fathers have, that God has called us to motivate and to encourage our children to give them a spirit and to impart to them something that's going to stay with them through their life. Fathers this morning have a powerfully important role in their children's emotional development. If you are, if you have a strong, healthy relationship with God and God is giving you confidence and God is giving you victory, you're going to be able to impart that to your children. You're going to be able to give them something uh, uh, that's going to help them uh, in, in their daily challenges in life. Do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. One of the goals of every father is to raise children uh, who are not discouraged. The word implies uh, 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 losing heart or being lifeless or spiritless or disinterested or simply moody or sullen with kind of a blank resignation of life. And I think one of the best ways to put this, uh, put this uh, is God wants to help uh, us to be proactive in life, not simply to be reactionary, 
Too many people uh, who are discouraged uh, live lives of total reactions. Life simply happens to them and they're always reacting, usually not in a very good way. And he's saying there's something powerful about a father uh, who can, uh, who can rather than discourage a child, begin to encourage it, bring tremendous amount of encourage them to them. One of the psychologically damaging effects of absent fathers is that you have an unmotivated or detached, often deeply cynical and unmotivated child. Now, thank God for good moms. Moms, uh, uh, especially as uh, uh, with God involved in their life, uh, can God can do tremendous things uh, with them. Uh, that's not at all to bring discouragement upon any single mother. But there's something about a father that can uh, that can uh, 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 motivate children and do something powerful with their spirit. Now, the reality of life is there's much to bring discouragement. You know, reality is harsh. That's why a lot of people don't like reality. Uh, brother uh, uh, Isaiah Trujillo, who's uh, who's a pastor in Fort Collins, Colorado, gave a gave a report this week. I've known Isaiah since he was a kid. He grew up in church. His father's Anthony Trujillo, who's preached here a long time ago. But uh, now he's pastoring in Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, and he gave his testimony. He says that uh, legalized pot in Colorado has just, uh, you know, just taken over his little college town. There, people are just, uh, everybody's smoking weed, and uh, it's all, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's quite uh, a challenge to preach the gospel there in that community. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, this is reality. Uh, when you give people an out, they don't want to deal with reality because it can be harsh, uh, and reality can discourage people. But it's a wisdom of a father that can guide a child through life's disappointments, through life's difficulties, uh, and uh, and uh, help them to grow up to continue to be positive and optimistic. You know, there's a demonic strategy to discourage young people today, to to get them to become harsh and cynical. And, you know, we just, uh, uh, over the past week, uh, uh, you know, the number one story has been this horrible massacre in this church uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. And... Uh, just uh, as, as they begin to examine this this uh, young man that uh, did this evil thing, uh, you know, uh, he has all of the the, the very predictable traits, uh, you know, a loner and isolated uh, and uh, on all kinds of meds uh, and various kinds of drugs. And, uh, you know, he has this uh, totally discouraged attitude about life. How much better would it have been to have been a hopeful and yes, even a happier, confident, and a courageous person. Too many people are just completely discouraged. And I'm reminding you, Father, how important your role is in raising confident and hopeful and courageous young people. There's a story of a first grade teacher who was giving her class an assignment. And the assignment was they could draw anything that they wanted. So, you know, the children were all, you know, excited and they started all to draw their favorite thing. Children love to draw. And, and so she was just walking around the room and looking at the various drawings. And so she asked one of the boys, uh, uh, and what are you drawing, Johnny? And he said confidently, I'm drawing God. She answered, but Johnny, nobody knows what God looks like. He replied, when I'm done, they will. He has confidence. And I'm going to tell you, Father, you have every 
you, you, you have every important role in raising hopeful and confident children. God has given you that role. And that's why Paul warns here, your role is so important. God's given you authority here in raising their, your children. But he says, don't be one who is discouraging. Don't be one uh, uh, who's uh, breaking their spirit uh, or leading them into, you know, uh, a disappointment or confusion uh, where their spirit starts to collapse. Now, let's talk about the reality of the challenge. Because the Apostle Paul here is dealing with the kind of father that is going to recognize that they're going to need God working in their life. See, to be the kind of father we need to be, we need a lot of help. Uh, you know, I had a good dad, you know. Uh, you know, from the time I met him, you know, uh, June 1960, uh, you know, I grew up, my dad was never, you know, he was never unemployed. Always working. Never, it didn't even cross our mind. Now, I know life's challenges hit people in different ways, but he took care of his family. He always took care. It didn't even cross my mind that, uh, that there, are, there were homes where dads weren't doing this. My dad, you know, it's some, one of the things about growing up in a good home is you take so much for granted. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and dad, uh, you know, he did, he, he recognized some basic truths in life that used to be very basic to, to that, uh, you know, to his age group, uh, you know, that uh, men did certain things. And to a large degree, we've lost that in this culture. But I also saw some of, uh, some of my dad's struggles. One of his struggles uh, was when he'd get frustrated, uh, you know, he had a temper. You know, and his temper was, you know, it, it was white hot, man. You didn't want to be anywhere near when this, when he began to roar. And at times he could be discouraging. He'd say things, and, well, you know, and, and, uh, it would stay with you. And so Paul is understanding something very powerful here as he's giving this instruction. Uh, any man that's honest and sincere is going to come to the point where they realize, God, you need to help me. You need to change me that uh, I'm not this type of father who's simply going to, uh, you know, bring bring uh, discouragement uh, or bring difficulty my, to my children. But you're going to have to give me help here. In Psalms chapter 4, the psalmist says, Thou hast put more joy in my heart than they have, than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, o Lord make me dwell in safety. Here's a relationship with God. Here's what God can put in a heart of every person, and we're talking about fathers this morning. See, again, the challenge for all of us fathers is to be the type of person that expresses these qualities. Godly fathers aren't just self-confident. They're God-confident. And what they have always tried to communicate to my children is, is uh, uh, even when th- times get rough, that uh, when the rubber meets the road, I'm going to have a confidence in God. That whatever discouraging thing might be happening right now, or whatever difficulty uh, we're having to deal with, and there's always going to be those, that uh, at the end of the day, I'm always going to have confidence in God. I'm always going to have confidence uh, that if we will do our part, he's, He will do His part. I was thinking about how powerful it is to have fathers who are not ashamed 
to be humbled before God. I was thinking about this. You know, I didn't grow up in church. We'd go to, to church a little bit every now and then. But I didn't, I didn't go to church where they were preaching the gospel and giving altar calls. I didn't know nothing about that kind of church. The church I went to was very traditional, uh, you know, uh, just ritual. And, uh, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to the, to the, to the, uh, you know, normal world. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, what a powerful thing it would have been uh, for me to see my father at times in his life actually answering altar calls himself and praying and asking God uh, in difficult moments, uh, 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 you know, what that could have done to me as a young man. To see a father who uh, recognized that he needed God's strength in his life. To, for a child to see that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a source even beyond my dad. Again, God, godly fathers aren't perfect and, and simply not self-confident. But they're God-confident. As children begin to learn where dad is getting his strength from getting his direction from. But it's very easy, as as Paul is teaching here, as he said twice, that means it's important, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Now, all of us who grew up with our dads can probably remember at times when dad discouraged us. I mentioned my dad a little bit because they were angry, they were emotional at a moment to, and uh, they just lashed out. They said things that they probably regretted, but the damage had been done. You know, uh, you know, I could share some stories with you, but I'm not about my own uh, some of the things that I went through and how that kind of lingered with me. You know, my dad may have been right in one respect, maybe, uh, maybe in that particular instance, uh, but uh, the way he did it, uh, you know, uh, became something of a discouragement. That's why it's very careful for dads uh, uh, to be to be wise here. And, and I'm going to uh, get, getting back to what I said earlier. You begin to recognize how greatly you need God to be the type of father God wants you to be. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Something that he's trying to tell Christian fathers to avoid. He's saying it's a it's the misuse of a legitimate authority. Yes, God says, children, obey your parents uh, in, in all things. This is said all throughout Scripture. Children are supposed to obey their parents, uh, but at the same time, uh, their parents have to be under God's control. God gives tremendous authority and responsibility to fathers. And that's why God's giving us this kind of instruction. He calls this provoking them. Do not provoke them. I think this happens when we are disciplining, but in an impulsive or erratic or an inconsistent way. Now remember, especially when they're young, they're reading God's nature through their father. It's a psychological reality. It's the way God created us. And if they see a father who's impulsive or erratic or inconsistent in the discipline process, it's going to make their children very emotionally unstable. 
As they especially begin to think maybe God is like this, and uh, and uh, they're not going to be able to rightly, uh, you know, uh, uh, rightly, uh, uh, you know, conclude about what's going on or rightly divide what's happening. If you're impulsive or your discipline becomes hostile, and children now are becoming fearful and bitter. And psychologists tell us that when their children are under this kind of uh, constant discipline, uh, it leads them to become uh, detached emotionally or harsh uh, just to, for self-protection, uh, or, or it begins to make them uh, deceitful uh, in that discouragement. They're wondering when or where the next explosion is going to come from. At worst, they begin to say to themselves, uh, I'm not even going to try to please uh, him. Uh, and, uh, and what hope is, is there in being good? It's not going to change how he functions. And so these are all very real things. And it's, it's amazing how the Word of God is so far ahead of psychology and, and psychologists and counselors, uh, many of whom are very uh, well-intentioned as they try to help people raise kids. If we just pay attention to the Word of God. On the other hand, though, when discipline is controlled, just as God's discipline is totally appropriate and controlled with us, when it's consistent, when it's based on clear rules and, and principles of justice in our home and, and an atmosphere uh, that begins to create a, a security and peace. See, children know they need discipline. Children absolutely know when they've done wrong. And to have parents, as particularly fathers, who understand where the lines are and mete out discipline in a very controlled and justifiable way, it creates a real, a real place of security for that child. Because children need lines. Back in the 60s, you know, we had a lot of what they call progressive thinkers, which are not progressive at all in most, most cases. And um, one of the things that they were doing was they say, you know, we need to have help children just fly like eagles. And so a lot of these school administrators said, we need to take away the fences from the kids. You know, let them just kind of roam. We'll keep an eye on them, you know, so they Take away the fences because we don't need them to be restricted. And so as they did this, what they found was, though, that uh, the kids, rather than going to the edge where they used to with the fence, hang out by the fence, uh, they were all kind of huddled towards the middle. And instead of going out farther, they, they actually came in closer because they were insecure. Because kids need boundaries clearly drawn for them. And a father, a, a, a father who understands this, uh, understands uh, what we call appropriate or controlled discipline, or appropriate discipline, or consistent discipline. It brings security, uh, and your kid is happy, and so free to dream and play and plan within the limits of those boundaries. They gain confidence that this is the way God is. You know, God doesn't fly off. Is God mad at me today or not? Is God going to be in a good mood today or not? Is God, uh, uh, you know, uh, is He going to make life hard on me for no reason or not? These are all, you know, things that children extrapolate based on their father's behavior and their father's conduct.
How many kids that have a picture of God that's not that's not properly adjusted because their father wasn't? God is a God of justice, but we know God's a God of tremendous mercy. There's always hope in God. And so, as we close this message this morning, the challenge is to be a godly father. And I'll just say, as I close, you cannot overestimate the importance of a godly father in today's culture. There was a wise man back in the late 1800s, a writer by the name of Chesterton in England, he was, he was his, as, as this man had his, uh, had his uh, thumb on the pulse of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, the elites of his culture in England and also in America. And he saw what was coming to our world. He made the prediction that at the end of the 20th century, now we're already in the 21st, but he made the prediction at the end of the 20th century, the true radical, he said, is going to be the Christian father. Now, he said this in a time when Christian uh, morality uh, was pretty much accepted and widespread in America and England. It was very, you know, people went to church and, and the nuclear family was uh, according to Scripture. But he saw the, what was beginning to happen to our cultures uh, and he was able to say, you know what, uh, in a hundred years the radical is going to be the Christian father. And I'm going to tell you, we're in those days today. If you're a man of God and you're Bible reading, a praying Christian man uh, as a father, you are a radical today. You are the one uh, who, uh, you know, is going to be uh, perhaps on the outside uh, of mainstream culture. But even so, in a much greater way, you're going to have impact. The future belongs to the fathers. The future belongs to the fathers. The devil hates God-fearing fathers. The devil despises fathers who bring their children up in the nature or the nurture and the and the and the instruction of God. It's no more true than today. And as we honor fathers on this Father's Day, Let me just encourage every father here this morning. You're in church. If you will allow God to temper your life by His Word and by His Spirit and by His own discipline in you, you're going to have tremendous impact, not just for your children, but many beyond your own children as God raises you up as a beacon in the midst of the darkness of our culture. I want you to bow your heads with me and pray.